In another life, I used to deliver auto parts to body shops. There was a route I would take from my first town in West Tennessee to my second town in Middle Tennessee. I would travel through various small towns to get to Interstate 40. One morning around 9.30 a.m. in April 2011, I passed the Decatur County Fairgrounds. I noticed that the parking lot was flooded with cars. I remember wondering what was going on this early in the morning on a weekday at the fairgrounds. As I continued north on Highway 641, there were droves of people on both sides of the highway. I later learned that it was a search party for Holly Bobo. Bobo's remains were found some three years later. Her murder has captivated the nation and caused a media frenzy due to various setbacks in the investigation. I recently spoke with Ricky D. Alexander, who is the family representative of the Holly Bobo family. Ricky has worked missing persons cases for almost six years. He has worked all across Tennessee and has received awards from the state for his efforts. I'm Brandon Barnett, and this is Ricky Alexander. You're listening to a special edition of Searching for Ghosts. How was your experience in dealing with with law enforcement? I mean, were they were they helpful, or was is that something you had to kind of try to navigate through? Oh God, you know, you have your good ones, you have your bad ones, you have ones that don't want to get involved, you have ones that they overly want to get involved, you know, to make a name. Yeah. Um. But for the most part, you know, we've, we've been really lucky to, you know, have a lot of great people to help us. And unfortunately, through the huge momentum that has been Holly's case, her story, you know, I've learned so many others in the general area that was never granted the publicity, the um, intensive search effort. Are missing and that they deserve answers and 
nobody doing anything. That's why I was so, so ecstatic to be watching the news one morning to see the efforts that you guys are doing. Right here in Parsons, we also have another lady that's been missing for 20 years, and nothing has been done about her, Christy Boggins. Um, there's two teenagers in Savannah, Tennessee. They've been missing for, I want to say, going on 15 years. Nothing's been done. Mm. Um, and right near um, where Casey went missing in Jackson, you have uh, Jessica Mar, I, I can't remember her last name, Markowski, who disappeared mm. from the mall. And, you know, you don't see anything being done, so that's what drives you with one help. Whenever you look a mother in her eyes and see the pain and the horror and just the nightmare that she's living, that, uh, that changes you and it makes you want to do every damn thing possible to help her get through that. How, how have you, because uh, I, I know not in any, on any level like you have, but I know how this messes with your head. How, how have you managed to keep it together, you know? You know, there's some days where you can't keep it together. There's some days where it's, it's as prevalent as, day it happened and you know Holly has a very remarkable hometown of you know Decatur County where they have vowed to not let it be forgotten you know there's signs with her face everywhere there's um, ribbons on every street corner and for a lot of people you know it speaking from to Holly's best friend, she's had to move away because it, it hurts her so bad to see that. She hasn't been back to Parsons since the day that, you know, we discovered that Holly is no longer with us. Right. You know, um, it's almost like the county is living in a time warp. Yeah. You know, it's, everything is still the same as it was six years ago. And I find myself wondering, uh, whenever we finally get to a trial, God knows when that'll be, when we get, hopefully, a conviction, is that going to be a time to move on? And I, I really don't know that anybody will ever be able to move on from this because, you know, they say closure and they say peace, but I don't think something as tragic as what happened to Holly and what is ongoing with I mean, how does a person move on from that? Yeah. I, I don't, I, I haven't been able to find a way, and I, I don't know that many people ever will. I mean, I think it's something that's going to affect people for many years to come. Yeah. Yeah, this was going to be a, a side project for me, and now it's consumed me. Yeah. <laughs> it's my yeah, life, like uh, you said. Remarkable what you guys have uncovered in you know such amount of time. It's literally, I, 
I'll listen to it every night. I go into work. I work at midnight, so that's what you know. I do at work. I listen to your podcast, and then I find myself getting on Google and trying to find anything I can about the case, and then I get on Google Earth and try to be, you know, investigation discovery, and it's really intense. Yeah. From what you know about Casey's case, what what are your just general thoughts about the one thing that boggles my mind is the well the amount of rumors one but the amount of secrecy I don't know that I've ever seen anything like it which this is the first time I've ever done anything like this so uh, that's, that's something that of course with Harley that's something that we still struggle with to this day we we have this idea that there's so many people out there still that know what happened, that know critical stuff, that, that probably even have critical evidence, but they're, they're keeping quiet. Uh, you know, initially, every episode that I've listened to, it makes your mind go a million different ways, and that's that's the element to a good story. You know, it gets people tuned in, you know, what happened, what happened. Right. You know, sometimes I'll be listening and I'm like, I just want to, I just want to talk to her mother and be like, please, you know, just please somebody give us these answers because I feel like her mom could help a lot. But I also understand, you know, I'm understanding the part where She's been vilified and hurt throughout it, but I can understand somewhat of why she's wanting to remain herself. And then, you know, all the connect the drug connections and such, we have that same exact thing with Holly. And, you know, it's that there's a million different things that have went through my head with Casey. And, it, it just seemed like, it just literally seemed like she just vanished into thin air. She was there and she's gone. Right. And somebody has walked the streets for 21 years and not been held accountable. And I really, really feel like this podcast is going to help change that. Um, that's my prayer, at least. In, in the cases that you've looked at or, or, you know, have helped with or, you know, is it... Is it your feeling that it's, is it more likely that there are a lot of people involved in Because, you know, I'm sure you know in listening to this podcast, I mean, it's easier to name the people who are not involved in some of these theories. Yeah, you know? absolutely. But to me, it just seems like that would be so hard to keep a secret. But then again, I don't know.
you know, just like with every other case I've worked, I can guarantee you with Casey, there are people out there, and there's people probably listening to your podcast, there's people, you know, creeping all over your social media. There's people that know and could end this right now, but they just won't do it for selfish pride, they're scared of people involved, they're scared of law enforcement, but at some point, you have to swallow that pride and realize there is, this is is a real situation, Um, it's not just a face on a missing poster, it's not just, you know, it's not just a story on the news, it's not just a story that you can Google, I mean, this is reality, this is somebody's reality, and there has to come a time when you're, you would think somebody's conscience would get the best of them and say, you know, to hell with it, um, I, I deserve peace myself, so I have got to come forward with what I know. And it, it really does amaze me that people refuse to do that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, if, if this turns out with Casey to be more more simplistic than, say, some of the theories that have been floated, you know, my, my thing was one of my goals, and I don't know that I'm doing it, <laughs> I'm trying, is if we can cut out, uh, cut out the fat, if we can cut out the rumors, I mean, there are people who are calling the former lead investigator in Canada to give tips because they don't trust any of the cops down here. And a lot of that is because these rumors have been allowed to fester. You know what I mean? And that yeah, that, that just absolutely. causes so much harm to this case. And you've got a lot of new people in there now. So this whole grand conspiracy of the police department, I don't buy it, but they could... Milan PD could help, but they won't talk to the media at all. That was the word I got. And, you know, it's just that much less that we have to weed through if people felt comfortable enough to come to the, go to the police, you know? Right. Absolutely. And Absolutely. That, we, that, we deal with the same exact thing. People would call Holly's mom, Karen, and turn in tips. And, you know, of course, Karen would turn it in herself, but she would also try to investigate herself. And at the end of the day, you just can't, you have to, you know, real, like I said, you have to realize that it's a reality and, you know, you just got to suck up your pride, whatever, and, you know, you got you to do the right thing. Yeah. Uh, any any other thoughts or advice that you would have for me or anyone else concerning this case? I mean, is there is there anything that listening to this that jumps out to you? You know, as something to consider from an investigative what really standpoint. Out, what really what really just jumps out to me is the similarities with you know, Casey's case and 
of it of these cases here in West Tennessee. Not saying, of course, that they are related, but it, it almost seems like you know people don't realize there's a problem here because I think people get the impression that we're just little country bumpkins and this is normal, and it's not normal, and um. You know, rumors and gossip, that's something that's always going to be around. Um, unfortunately, we can't do nothing about that. As We can get on top of the Sears Tower in Chicago and scream the truth. And there's people that's going to refuse to believe the truth. They're still going to go with the conspiracies they believe and what they hear. They're going to go with what makes the story juicier and pumps it up and adds a little fuel to the fire and people just have to realize that rumors do not help a missing person's case one bit. If anything, they hinder it. And, you know, there's a difference between rumors and facts. There's people that know, like I said, there's people that could end this right now they're probably listening to you, they're, you know, and I just, I would really, really urge them to come forward because literally, my worst enemy doesn't deserve the pain and the anguish that I had to sit and watch a family go through. It, it's something that literally destroys your soul, it destroys your life, it consumes your life. Yeah. There's, it's almost like there's a before and after. You know, before this happened and after. And there's there's no going back to the before because, you know, something horrendous happened and it, it literally changes your soul. And, you know, there's, there's people out there that know and they can... <laughs> make a difference if even if you know say they don't feel comfortable going with the police there is other resources available that they can go through they do not have to go through Milan police department they can go above them and you know contact the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation now with our case you know we have our own issues with the TBI you know, I, I don't know how much they was involved in Casey's case, but, you know, there's other resources they can go to to avoid, you know, if they're, if they're scared of some local conspiracy, contact the FBI, contact U.S. Marshals, uh, leave an anonymous tip on America's Most Wanted, call the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. You can, you can remain anonymous. You don't have to disclose anything and they're not going to ask for anything as long as they can bring closure to a 21 year old mystery how is Karen holding up she's a very strong woman you know she she definitely has her her days it seems um, it seems she's doing okay um, we're just trying to prepare best as possible for, you know, the trial and the public, um, 
around with it. Um, you know, we was a day away from the trial in July and it was delayed. So we was very upset with that. But now we realize, you know, with new evidence being found, we're hoping and praying that um, it's, it's for good reason and that the evidence found can produce some remarkable results that lead to, you know, the nail in the coffin to these guys because they, they really destroyed not only a family, they, they destroyed an entire community. Um, there's no punishment for the crime they done. That there's there's nothing that could pay for what they did. Yeah. How how do you feel about? I know, I know you're a you're like me. You're a listener of these things. Um, how do you feel about this new movement? Because uh, you know I wasn't the first, obviously, to do a true crime podcast, but. How important do you think this new medium is in in cold cases like this? It's remarkably important. Um, I think you touched on it too, and I followed the case also. But this is exactly how Tara Grinstead's case was reopened and solved. Yep. Um, this is we're dealing with a new generation. And when Casey, you know, went missing, you know, of course, it's a, it's a different world. So there's different revenues we are able to go through. So I think what you and the family are doing is, is, is remarkable. I think it needed to be done. And it could have happened at a better time. Because it seems like you guys have really got your stuff together on point and you know, like you said, you're you're not trying to be a gossip magazine. You're just getting the facts out there, and I think really, I think people are catching on to that. Really, really paying attention now. I mean, there's there's people that had no idea who Casey Lynn McDaniel was, you know, a few months ago, and now they are consumed. Yeah, I talked to a friend in Los Angeles just last night and he he and one of his friends in Australia are glued to the podcast and they're constantly asking me you know questions about the case so definitely getting out there it's definitely causing people to talk and that's that's a huge huge part of solving this case right Ricky, I appreciate your uh, appreciate your time, man. Uh, is there any anything you want to close with uh, concerning Holly or Casey? Just I think I think on behalf of Holly Bobo's family, they would want me to express to the family and friends that you all are in their prayers. They are supporting you guys 100%. They are fighting with you guys. They are 100% with you guys, and we are all ready and willing to help whatever the need be. Um, you know, 
people that haven't went through it don't understand, and there's people that can relate. They can be there for one another in ways nobody else can, and I really think it speaks volumes when we can support each other. And I think on behalf of them, on behalf of Holly's family, friends, community, we just all want to extend our our thoughts and prayers and support to the family. Awesome, Ricky, man, I appreciate it. You don't you don't know how how much I'm so glad you reached out to me. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. I, um, I can't wait to come tomorrow for the vigil. Hope I get to meet you guys. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, man. We'll we'll see you there then. I would like to invite everyone to Candles for Casey, a candlelight vigil being held on the 21st anniversary of Casey's disappearance. It's Wednesday, August 16th, 6:30 p.m. at Milan Vineyard Church. 1076 Wall Street in Milan, Tennessee. We want to pack the house. I'll have a link to the Candles for Casey Facebook page in the show notes. You've been listening to the Left of Nashville Podcast Network. Mm-hmm.